0: Welcome to a Durban Christian Center South message. We believe that the message you are about to hear shall change you, realign your focus, and build you up to walk circumspectly before the Lord. It's so lovely to be with you people again. Uh, it seems to me I'm becoming part of the family again, too. I was part of the family before. But you know, thank God I don't have to, be able to have before or now, I'm part of the family of God. Hallelujah. Amen. That is so beautiful. But I am on it, I must be honest with you. Um, I'm so happy that I have, in a sense, um, uh, became uh, again part of DCC in that sense, because it's a very special ministry to me. And the ministry I came from, the Agape Ministries International, and I was sent and uh, released to come there to DCC. And everything was purposed. In the plans of God until this day. And um, I must say that it is a great honor for me to uh, minister in DCC. It's absolutely a blessing. I used to always minister in our own little congregation in um, New Forest High School. And uh, Johnny used to sit and stand next to me, walk next to me and Him and Pat helped me a lot, even while the children were small. They stood their grounds well. They served well. And they behaved exceptionally well. I want to tell you, they are like spick and span till today. I must say, Pat laughs a lot more nowadays than those (laughs) days. She was a bit quiet. But uh, nevertheless, I really enjoyed them exceptionally, and they were very important to me. And they came in a time and a season they I had to move on. And that's what I'm going to mention today to them before they go to the meeting. I'm going to mention something in the, in, uh, in the message. So it's a great honor for me to be here with you. And I pray that I will always bless your hearts and that you will be well-strengthened in Christ. And that no matter what you face in this world, you'll be able to walk through it with victory, joy and happiness. And you'll be able to be bold and strong. That's what MC and I go for, is to make strong people, build them solid. We know how to let others go ahead and allow them to develop and do well. And this morning I'm going to be ministering on stand aside and experience God's glory. Yeah, amen. Let's give Jesus a big hand. Amen, amen. Let's give Jesus a much bigger one. There the people at the back, clap hands. Amen, amen, amen. Remember when you're clapping hands, raising hands, singing a song or a hymn. Remember, it's all done to the glory of God. It's done to your Father. It's done in the name of Jesus Christ. And on top of it, you're led by the dear friend, the Holy Spirit, who teaches, guides, and comforts you. And they are such wonderful spirit persons. Look after them well by your praise and worship and thanksgiving. That's uh, And being obedient to them, you will bless them. I've never been able to say to God, God, I want to bless you uh, exactly how I think it is by how we would live and behave and conduct ourselves and how we would relate to him in our relationship. But it's wonderful to be a child of God and it's wonderful to be a servant of the Lord. And so this morning we're going to go on and Stand aside and experience God's glory. Every leader or believer in God's kingdom will face a time and season or seasons where they have to stand aside to experience the furtherance of God's glory in what they are doing or still going to do. This is one of the most difficult requirements of each believer or servant of God to know how or when or for what reason to stand aside. Your relationship with your Father in heaven needs to be well nurtured, developed and cared for, to be able to experience accurate discernment of these seasons and these times. God causing you to stand aside must not be a threat or a loss of power or leadership to you, or even feeling unloved or rejected. Rejection is one of the most powerful tools that Satan uses against the Christians causing despondency, uncertainty in what they are doing or how they live or where they're going or whatever it would be. Satan attacks you and tells you, what do you think you're doing? And starts intimidating you. But that is just rejection. That's how Satan works. But you don't have to accept anything of the kind. You can walk through it all. Now today I will tell you again what I've told you in every service I've been here since um, 2018 from October and November, I've been telling you that you must walk with the walk and talk the walk and pray and be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be full of the Holy Spirit at all times. Walking in accordance to the Word of God. The Word of God is your guide. Christ is the Word. When you have your Bible... You have the heart of God with you. Look after your Bible and read it. It's important. Standing aside is another opportunity in going into a new or higher dimension in God's kingdom, allowing you the privilege of experiencing God's glory. I've seen this time and again over and over that we've had opportunities to really experience God's glory. And go from one moment to another into something higher and better. And every time you even get older, you find that you're even doing better spiritually. And you're going on nicely. It's a walk before the Lord. It has a time and a season to it. It's ordained of the Lord, set before you. The approach to interpreting King Nebuchadnezzar's dream. Daniel chapter 2 and verse 16 to 19. And Daniel went in and desired of the king that he would set a date and give him time and he would show the king the interpretation. Then Daniel went into his house and made this thing known to, to Hanai, Mishael, and Azariah, that's Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego, his companions. And so they would, would desire and request mercy of God of heaven concerning the secret that Daniel and his companions should not perish with the rest of the wise men of Babylon. And then the secret was revealed to Daniel in a vision of the night. And Daniel blessed the God of heaven. They were facing a terrible king. He was very, very bad and ruthless. He was a murderer over and over. He had no respect for humanity. He would cut you into shreds and pieces and throw your body parts around. Daniel... Meshach, Shadrach, and Abednego were facing a difficult situation. And they were in trouble with 400 of the seers that belonged to the king. And um, they were going to lose their lives because nobody could interpret this dream. Nobody could really tell him what is what. The interesting thing is, Daniel had the boldness to make the, the boldness to make an appointment with the worst of worst kings to interpret his dream. Is listen to the key words that I use. Yeah, there are key words involved. For example, Daniel had the boldness to make an appointment with the worst of worst kings. In the worst of worst situations, you must be able to confront it. You must be able to stand your ground. You cannot back down <clears throat> the interpret, to interpret his dream for the sake of the lives of others. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, including 400 seers. Yara is a responsible man. Daniel was a team man. He discussed the plan of action for the appointment with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego as well requesting them to pray for mercies. And they did to rely upon himself alone. He didn't do this and say, I'm going to do it on my own. He went to the three Hebrew boys and they stood their ground together and prayed. They prayed together for God to reveal the interpretation of the dream. Daniel and the three boys were filled with godly self-confidence. Another key word. Not your own confidence, but godly self-confidence. It's something you hear me use a lot. The love of Daniel had been towards the three Hebrew boys and even the unbelieving 400 seers. As well, the responsibility towards God and the future to complete the 12 chapters of the book of Daniel for the coming of Christ and for the sake of this very day. Because if they had to die you'll only have been chapter 2. And that's where it would have stopped. That's not how God works. Whatever he puts into action will go ahead and will go forward. It's for you to make the choice to believe it and to accept it and enjoy it and know that God is with you, with the Holy Spirit with you too, and Jesus, as I always say, your older brother, They are with you all the time, in you and around you. They will never leave you nor forsake you. You are washed in the blood of the Lamb. You belong to Christ. You are very precious. No matter how, everyone would look different to another. Some a little bit tall, some a little bit short. Some a bit skinny, some a little bit big like myself. You know, my problem is I'm trying to learn to prosper upwards and unfortunately I go forward sometimes. (laughs) But, you know, whichever way, God is with you. And he was with Daniel and the three Hebrew boys. And a man stood in the gap for 400 others that didn't even believe they were like false prophets. And he was willing to stand for them too. There are many people out there that don't know Christ, that you can stand in the gap for them too. And one day, they will be sitting with you here. Or they'll be walking with you there. Or they'll tell you down the road, I remember the day you prayed for me. Today, it's now seven years that I'm serving God. Those days, I was a drug addict and I was this and that. But today, I have progressed in God's kingdom. I've done some studies. I'm doing this and I'm doing that. So God has his way in increasing your life. We are in an ever-increasing kingdom. It goes forward. With all the problems it has, we're still going forward. Jesus Christ is the head of the church. Daniel prayed a very short prayer, creating an impact till this very day. And I'd like you to take notice of it. And Daniel prayed a prayer of faith, filled with praise and worship. For approximately 30 to 35 seconds. Whoa. Now if you're going to impress God by how long you pray. You're making a mistake. I tell you you will impress God by how you live. And how you believe. And how obedient you are. Your prayer life might be long sometimes. It might be shorter. It might be filled with fasting and praying for days and weeks. But you don't sit praying the whole day. You have in the back of your mind or in your conscience an awareness of whatever you're praying for and you're going with your daily work. We have to be careful how we define prayer and how we put it into perimeters and how we put it into a box and it has to be like this. And therefore they impact their lives and the foreign receivers, even the world and our lives to this very day. And this is the prayer. Daniel 2, verse 20 to 24. And Daniel, now, if you want to time it, you can. I'm going to read it, and you can look at your second hand and see what you get on the time. Verse 20, Daniel answered, Blessed be the name of God forever and ever, for wisdom and might are his. He changes the times and the seasons. He removes the kings and sets them up as kings. He gives wisdom to the wise and the knowledge to those who have understanding. He reveals the deep and the secret things. He knows what is in the darkness and in the light dwells within him. I thank you and praise you, O God, my fathers, who has given me wisdom and might and has made me known to me now what we desire of you. You have made known to us a solution of the king's problem. Therefore Daniel went to Arioch, whom the king had appointed to destroy the wise men of Babylon. And went and said thus to them, Do not destroy the wise men of Babylon. Bring me in before the king, and I will show you the king. I will show the king the interpretation. Now, from verse 20 to 23, it takes about 30 to 35 seconds. If you look carefully, he was acknowledging God for who God is. He was saying what he does, he can change the seasons. We're going through a lot of changes within the seasons. He removes the kings and sets them up. We have many kings and prime ministers and presidents coming and going. He gives wisdom to the wise and knowledge. To those who have understanding, he blesses you. Wisdom cannot go without understanding, and understanding cannot go out with wisdom. Wisdom, understanding, and knowledge is vitally important. It's a solution to success in your own life, in your wealth of your own life, and in your health, in whatever, and in your Christian walk, in your ministry. Those three factors and characteristics are extremely important. When he went to the next verse, he reveals the deep and the secret things. He knows what is in darkness, and light dwells within him. He says now he's telling God for who he is. Then he starts praising him and he says, I thank you and praise your God, my father's, my father, who has given me wisdom and might and has made known to me that what we desire of you. You have made known to us the solution to the king's problem. What a short prayer. But yet so powerful. There's not making a big noise or anything. Or speaking very soft. He was just himself. And opened his heart with the three Hebrew boys. And said what had to be said. Nothing more and nothing less. And look what happened today. We have 12 chapters. We have the book of Revelation. Where Daniel is very much part of. And the coming of Christ. Most interesting. And a man that was willing to stand up and make an appointment. face the worst of worse to save others and his, two, and his three dear friends. King Nebuchadnezzar fell on his face and acknowledged God as the most high God. Daniel 2 verse 47. And the king answered Daniel, oh, Of a truth your God is the God of gods and the Lord of kings and revealer of secret mysteries seeing that you could reveal the secret mystery. There the answer comes. People's lives are saved. We have answers today and information that's touched our lives concerning Daniel. He might not have thought of every one of you, but he knew the God, and he knew God Almighty, that he will have a plan as this world would go on. What exactly, this or that, you will only say what God would reveal. We have to be careful of Satan and many times in what God reveals to us that we don't get robbed by him by unbelief, despair, things that cause you to lose focus. The enemy, Satan, is always seeking whom he can influence to cause hindrances in relationships, ministries, whatever you like. Anything that he can disturb you in, he's going to. When the Bible tells you that he goes around like a roaring lion, seeking whom, whom he can devour. It's not to say he's going to devour you. Unless you allow him to. The same as the armor of God and dropping your armor and the wicked dart pierces you. Don't drop it. Remember, there's great opportunity to repent. A repentant spirit is fantastic. It helps you to grow in God. You don't have to have a wicked dart piercing you. You don't have to be attacked by Satan. And when he does go out viciously for you, as what he's done with me, I've stood my ground through it all, and I never let him get hold of me. I stood no matter what I would face, even death. But pray for me as I go to Dubai. I might want to look at slipping over to Saudi Arabia, I'm not sure. But I'm going to meet another pastor from New York, and we're going to minister in Dubai. And then from there, I'll go to Pakistan. And from Pakistan, I'll be there in a church, one of our friends' ministries. We're going to minister there. Then he'll take me through to our John Church. Uh, much further up towards the mountains below the mountains, going to be very cold that 's why i didn 't go in November and December because of the cold. They stopped me twice, and when people stop me, i listen i don 't push unless I can pick up a reason to push it through otherwise i don 't You have to be careful in what you 're doing and with this whole problem has happened now with Iran uh, we 've been asked that people in of the West, need to move out of Dubai and those places. I pray there's just a smoke screen that will all fall apart, that I don't have to keep on putting off, putting off. But God has his way and time and season for everything in your life and in what you should be doing and what you're going to do. He will look after you. This is a tactic to sway the Christians from the fulfillment of their responsibilities, ministries, callings, visions, preventing them from experiencing God's glory. Always keeping in mind, nothing can stop the hand and the plans of God. Once put into action, it goes forward. Let's give Jesus a hand. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Gossip and slander are the, the fruit of jealousy and envy. There are a lot more evil fruit relating to to slander and gossip. Jealousy and envy. They can rob you. Don't get yourself entangled into foolish talk. Don't waste your time on matters that are of no importance. And if you see a believer failing, You have to love them and care for them. Make sure you prayed for them. And when they see you, they don't even know that you prayed for them. And you're smiling and they wonder why you're smiling. It's because you see a wonderful change in their lives because they are smiling (laughs) and they're happy because of you, what you have done for them. Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew how to stand aside and experienced God's glory, which gave them promotion in the most evil king's kingdom by not allowing themselves to be defiled and seeking an answer in a time of desperateness. No matter how desperate they were, they never compromised. The eats, for example. They stood their ground on what they ate and not all the dainty foods and fruits. They stood their gap. Irrespective. And yet the dream was interpreted. They, they didn't lose their lives because of that. In Daniel 3 and verse 8 to 11, we're coming now to the fiery furnace. Therefore, at the time, certain men of Chaldean descent came near and brought malicious accusations against the Jews. Many times, malicious accusations get made towards you. Don't let it touch you. People have said things about me. I'm a man who confronts matters. I eventually will get you in a position where I will confront you and talk to you with a lot of love and a lot of care, and I won't hurt you at all, and I won't say anything bad. And I won't remind you of all the bad things you've said. I'll put it in a very diplomatic way that you will find immediate repentance and you will feel sorry for it. And then you set a man and a woman off from the bondage of sin that's bound them and they go on well. That's the way to do it. Many people hide, they don't confront situations. If you want to be in the fivefold ministry, and apostles, and prophets, and evangelists, Pastors and teachers, you must be able to confront and not run away from everything. Because in it, there's an opportunity for God's glory to come into this situation and make a way for others that have failed. We have to step aside for the Holy Spirit. At times, we have to step aside for Jesus Christ. At the times, we have to step aside for our Father. That they can do what they have to do and they will do it well. In verse 9 it says, And they said to the king, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lit, the lure, the trigon, harp, dulcimer, bagpipe, every kind of music fall from down and worship the golden image and that whosoever does not fall down worship shall be cast in the midst of a burning fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were facing the worst of worst challenges to be placed in the fiery furnace, simply because they would not compromise by bowing down and worshiping a golden image. If God can be with you in other matters that were lesser than this one, He'll be with you in that one is greater. Because if he's with you there, he's training you to get there. And he'll take you through that one also, just as he took you through the very other one. And so you will go from glory to glory, strength to strength. You will experience glory, powerful, powerful experiences. Therefore, because of the king's commandment, was urged in the furnace exceedingly hot. The flame and sparks from the fire killed those who handled the fire. They burnt up. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. (laughs) Guess there's only three people now. There's not so much Daniel with it. Good question. We'll go to that one just now. And these three men, Shadrach, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down, uh, excuse me, fell down, bound, Into the burning fiery furnace. Then Nebuchadnezzar the king saw. And was astounded. He jumped up and said to these counselors. Did you not cast these three men. Bound in the midst of the fire. They answered true O king. He answered behold I see four men loose. Walking in the midst of the fire. Just look at that glory. That experience of God's glory. They walking when they were bound. Their most hot and fearful fire ever burning, burning terribly. Burnt the people that put it together. Put them in, bound them. They had to fall down. They got up. They weren't bound anymore. They started to walk around. They walked. And he answered, Behold, I see four men loose, walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt. And The form of the fourth is like a son of the gods. You mustn't think when Jesus Christ was born, that's the only time he was around from then onwards. The Father, Son, and Holy Spirit have always been. They will not change. When we speak about they are the beginning, they are the Alpha and the Omega, to tell the truth. They're not really the beginning and they're not the end. They just always have been. But it's just a way to say that they're God Almighty. They are everything. You have the greatest God with you. And if you don't know Christ, you need to come to Jesus Christ. That you can know grace to take you through this world. It's becoming hotter and hotter and more difficult. The fires we are facing in life are a reality. But Jesus is with you all the way. And so you know what? Daniel was a very wise man. He knew how to stand aside and make place for the fourth man. So where was Daniel? Well, let's have a look. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the mouth of the burning fire furnace and said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out from the midst of the fire, not a hair scorched on them. My! Shadrach, Meshach, and Bendigo knew how to stand aside from being influenced and falling to a disobedience, allowing themselves not to compromise, and therefore not a hair was scorched on their bodies, and they experienced God's glory by having a fourth man walking around with them in the fiery furnace, Jesus Christ, the Son of God. He that lives in you is with you in season and out of season. He's with you all the time. He doesn't sleep. He doesn't slumber. When you're sleeping, the angels watch over you. You have an angel placed with you. Sometimes you might do something you shouldn't be doing. Or you might be a bit naughty or a bit bad too. And then the angel will duck around the corner and just close his eyes. And don't you worry, he knows that the Holy Spirit's going to speak to you. And once the Holy Spirit's spoken, he comes around and stands quietly next to you again. <laughs> I don't know about that one. There's no chapter and verse for that. That's my own thing. <laughs> I get these funny pictures. When I go wrong, what did my angel think of me? <laughs> well, it's not actually what the angel thinks, what God thinks. But, you know, we're so filled up with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, the angels, and the, and the presence of God, all the beautiful riches of Christ, and the mysteries that have to be revealed, and the riches that are in secret. Nothing that's in secret will, not, will stand still and not be revealed. It will be all revealed, as what's said this morning. Very interesting. For Pastor Johnny and Pastor Pat, There came a a time in my season of life when he was a young man. I'm not sure how old he was. Maybe just in the late 20s or something, I'm not sure. Maybe a bit younger. I had to stand aside. All he knew was to walk with me, stand with me, go and pray early in the mornings, stand in the gap, sing in the choir. He was faithful in everything he did. But there came a day when I had to stand aside that him and Pat would go ahead. And that's where they are today. That's what made our friendship so special. I'm not a great man of God, but one thing I do know is how to obey the Lord. I have never stopped being obedient, and I don't care if I have the least or the most. If I'm important or not important, it doesn't matter. When you give God the glory and you uphold Jesus Christ and you get led by the power of the Holy Spirit, you will see miracles, you will see deliverance, you will see changes within a nation, you will see changes of all sorts of areas around you. Believe in the God. And believe in the God that lives in you. Believe in yourself what he's made you to be. And you will be surprised to see what you're doing around you. Some things you might not even realize. You might just, the virtue of Jesus, come and fall upon other people. And they said, you know, it was strange when that man walked past. There was something about him. There starts, the seed is starting. When I used to run marathons. Every person I found next to the road, standing there, if it be at the tables, or people cheering us on, I always believe that the light of Christ will fall, go from me and fall on the people. That's the light you are. That's who you are. You either have to believe it or leave it. Believe it. Don't let go. Believe that you're the light of this world because you're carrying the light within you. Jesus Christ Daniel 2 verse 49 and Daniel requested of the king and he appointed Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego over the affairs of the province of Babylon but Daniel remained in the gate of the king the king's court there he was he knew how to go do what he had to do He knew how to stand aside and leave the three Hebrew boys alone so that the fourth man may walk in that fire so that you today will know the Christ in his completeness and you'll enjoy him by showing you the example he's given you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 Hallelujah. Excuse me. I get very excited. If it was to take off as a rocket, I must like it would be a lot of times joining NASA and all sorts of things. I get very excited. From that I was a young man when I met Jesus Christ. I was so excited. I've never lost the excitement. I've never lost the enthusiasm and the drive that God's given me. I was saying to this lovely young man sitting here on the left-hand side, JP, I said, listen, man, I'm getting my life sorted out. So when I soon go into the years of 70, I want to be on such fire for God. I'm telling you that even the devil will fear. He'll burn with that heat around me. It just won't burn me. It'll burn him. (laughs) And uh, I'm not going to give up for nothing in this world. And I want you all to do the same. I want you to stand your ground and to believe what God has for you. Do it and do it well. Do it from the smallest to the most important. These people started from the smallest. Today, I must congratulate you. You have a wonderful ministry. I don't even have a big ministry like this. And you've got everything God wanted you to have. And you're going to have a lot more. And the other churches are going to be added. We've got a couple of fruit trees that have rains that we can pick from. I'm only joking. But uh, <laughs> you'll have to trust God now already. You trust God now for then. Amen. You don't stop. For God to bring you where you are, Pastor Johnny and Pastor Pat, It's because God has wanted that exactly for you. I didn't really know you would have today what you have. I used to hear when I used to phone maybe once a year or twice a year for your birthdays and for the New Year and Christmas And then I would see and hear from so-and-so. And I saw a picture one day of this hall. I said, these people are doing well. And I knew they were in Wentworth. And how they got through all that, I don't know. That was also quite a challenge, the Wentworth ministry. Praise God you endured. Praise God for your beautiful attitude. Praise God for your peace and joy that you bring to all these people, that you're kind and gracious. That's the character of Jesus Christ. And thank God I could stand aside. I never hindered them, never hindered a ministry till today, not harmed a ministry acknowledging Christ as the head of the church. And that's where my success lies. I believe I'm still going to touch the lives of other people in other parts of the world. I've served our, nearly our entire nation. On small scales and big scales, it doesn't make any difference. But I've done what God has told me to do. And you must do the same thing. You must know how to stand aside that God can allow you to experience His glory. Not the glory you imagine. The glory He has in mind for you. And John the Baptist stood aside for Jesus Christ. I'll finish off on this. In those days there appeared John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness. And the same John's garments were made of camel's hair and he wore a leather girdle about his waist and his food was locusts and wild honey. And then Jesus came from Galilee to Jordan to John to be baptized by him. But John protested strenuously, having in mind to prevent him saying, it is I who have need to be baptized by you. And do you come to me? He's saying, I can't baptize you, Jesus. You must baptize me. You're the son of God. You know, you know no sin. There's nothing to repent of. That's what he came for. His repentance. John the Baptist came to baptize and bring repentance to the people. But Jesus replied to him, permitted just now, for this is a fitting way for both of us to fulfill all righteousness. That is to perform completely whatever is right. Then permitted him and when Jesus was baptized, he went up at once over the water and, bowled, and behold, the heavens were opened. And John saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, alighting on him. And behold, the voice of heaven said, this is my son, my beloved in whom I am. Delight. Jesus knew how to say, I'm standing aside for you, John. You are called to baptize, not me. You must baptize me that I can glorify my Father and know the glory of God Almighty. And so that the world will see till today that you need to be baptized in water. It's important. John the Baptist is called the greatest man. Yet he was a man from the wilderness, raffiared, all sorts of things, eating locusts, I don't know if he was so scary or what. If you had to look at him, got close to him, you might have got a fright. But the people that he was baptizing, they didn't run away. They were there. And Jesus never said to John the Baptist, John, I know I'm your cousin, and I'm the son of God. I'd like you just to stand aside for a few moments. I see you've got 25 people left. I'll baptize five for you. You can do the other 20. Jesus Christ respected John the Baptist and he allowed him to do what he had to do. And therefore, as what he stood to decide for Christ to be baptized, Christ to decide for him to do what he had to do. And therefore, it's important we must stand aside for one another, not hinder the hand of God, but make a way for each other, develop one another, take one another to other levels and respect one another's callings and ministries. Stand your ground. It's all about his kingdom, not your kingdom. It's about Christ and nothing more. Hallelujah, amen, and amen. Thank you. We trust that you were blessed by the transforming word of God and that you were inspired to be more like Jesus. If you would like more information about Durban Christian Center South, and our various ministries, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, subscribe to our YouTube channel, or visit our website, www.durbanchristiancenter.co.za